Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Christmas is long gone. The long, dark, miserable nights of January are finally behind us, and that can mean only one thing. Time for the Six Nations, and it's Six Nations preview right here on the Attacking Scrum. Welcome to the Attacking Scrum podcast. It's Six Nations time, and that means that this week's fronting up will be a Six Nations preview special. There's nowhere else we could go, is there, Dan, really? It's got to be Six Nations. Oh, yeah. Six Nations all the way. Six Nations fever finally setting in. Bit different uh, bit different start this week with a cup of tea instead of a can. Yeah, yeah, it's needed after uh, after a weekend in Amsterdam. Yeah, your eyes your eyes tell a story there. I know, yeah. I'm just, I'm like, it's still now, it's days behind me, and I'm still feel like a small to medium-sized piece of my soul was left behind in Amsterdam. And you're a big lump as well. Exactly, yeah. That's it. And an even bigger soul. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's out of the way, thank God. Um, and I've survived it, which means uh, Six Nations is right upon us. Here we go. What a time of the year. Yeah, and I wouldn't be so, I wouldn't be so cocky. Like, it's all really well you sat there giving me a bit of stick, but you've got you've got a four-day bender in, uh, in Italy ahead of you, haven't you? Well, we're going to take in a fair bit of culture, I think. Um, I'm meeting up with my parents as well, but yeah, there'll be a, there'll be a few sherbets consumed, I think. Um, you're really excited, really excited. I'm a little schoolboy here. I bet. Um, well, we've got loads to crack on and get through, um, and hard to know where to begin, really. I thought we'd do things a little bit differently. So rather than just kind of cracking on and having a look at each of the individual teams, we thought with it being the Six Nations... We should both make six bold predictions about what uh, is going to happen. So this could be on or off the field. So me and Dan are going to do three each. And I'm going to ask you to kick off, DK. What what are you saying? Give me your bold prediction. Bold prediction number one, yep. that the Wales Centre Partnerships are going to fire on all cylinders. Now that is a bold prediction based on uh, based on what we saw in the autumn. Yeah, well it can't get any worse, can it? So um, no, I've got a sneaky feeling that... Um, we're gonna we're gonna go well in that department. Um, What's I'm, prompting this? Is this club form? Is this individual? Because it's 
No, it's, it's, I can't put it down to I can't put it down to form. Blind just, faith, pretty much, yeah. And just I'm absolutely praying basically that this happens. Um, so much of our so much of how we how we go is is going to be dependent upon the the, the centre partnership, isn't it? The link up with the outside backs. Hmm. Um, I just think we have we have to get it right. Yeah, I mean, like we we chatted about the squad announcement um, on some previous podcasts. One thing we you know, well, certainly I didn't go deep enough into is I don't think I realised that there's only three centres in the squad. Yeah, we didn't really go into it, did we? And to, you know, and Jamie Roberts was dropped from the side in the autumn and John Davies can't get in the Scarlet side at the moment. Yeah, we are uh, mighty, mighty dependent upon one man. Yeah, well, I mean, but Scott Williams yeah. has been in great form for the Scarlets. You know, the, the other week against Saracens, Showed some fantastic touches. He did, yeah, he's been he's been playing really well, hasn't he? He's so important to us, and um, we all know what Jamie can do. Well, we do. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see kind of how that progresses throughout the tournament and who kind of who kind of plays because there's not a lot of options in there. So I don't know. That's... I really hope I really hope John, you know, John finds some form. He's he's a quality player, isn't he? And surely he's got to find his find some rhythm. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think we said before, you know, like there's a tendency to just kind of write him off as being a bit of a lump and stuff. But when he's playing his best rugby, there is a bit more to him than that. I know he's not probably not the best distribution in the world, but he's still got some nice touches, and he's you know he's when he's playing his best, he's a good finisher. Yeah, I mean, I really rate him highly. He's got a you know he's got a great kick in. We did have a great kick in game. Mm. Um, he's qu- he's a lot quicker than he's quite deceptively quick. Yeah, he is. He's got a weird um, running style, but yeah, he, he can move. Yeah, it's because he's such a big bloke, isn't he? Mm. His legs are almost sort of almost touching themselves up up top. Um, but he's he's still got a lot to offer for us. He's just having a he's just having a dip. Yeah. So maybe it is something that I'm I'm hoping and praying happens. But I'm going to go with that. Okay. Asking the partnerships to go well. Well, that's a that's a good start. I'm going to start with something away from Wales, mm. and will hopefully be away from Wales. I think there's going to be a minimum of three red cards in this tournament. Oof, gone back on the red card. Yeah, I just yeah. think that we've. Uh, now we've seen you know a couple of weeks of these. Uh, I know they're known; they're not new laws, but this uh, reiteration of the of the high tackle laws. I think this is going to cause a bit of chaos. Yeah, there's not much chat about it at the moment, is there? People have sort of moved away from it, which is in a good way. But um, yeah, I could well I could see that uh, we could. I mean, we could even have red, three red cards in one game, couldn't we? Um, but um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, three red cards. In one, yeah, it's not unthinkable well, could, actually, is it? You could do, couldn't you? Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, and it'll it'll inevitably determine the outcome. I thought of, actually it would be games. more than three, but I've kind of reined it back in because I do think the standard of referee in Come Six Nations is stronger than what we're used to in the Pro yeah. 12. Well, you hope so anyway. Yeah, no, it will be, won't it? Yeah, that's but, a good, yeah, good, good I, shot. I can still see that. And I just hope it doesn't ruin any games um, unless England are playing in them. And if it ruins England's chances, then well, you know. Three, those, those three could all come in uh, all come in Cardiff against England. <laughs> take that. Take, yeah. take that all day long. <laughs> Wales scrape into a three-point victory over 12-man England, but uh, that, that'll do me at the moment. Uh, all right, then what's your next one? So this is prediction number three now. Prediction number second. three, Warburton to mm-hmm. be player of the tournament. Wow. Yeah. A man, you know, not well, getting a lot of column inches at the moment, but mainly about losing the captaincy. You think that's going to that's gonna help him out then? Yeah, I do, and he's still going he's, he's to be... Uh, Doing his bit as uh, as we've said, he's one of the senior players, isn't he? Um, but it will take the pressure off him, and I just think he's going to be he's going to be huge this Six Nations, um, and he'll be 
you'd be desperately wanting um, a position in the uh, on the line strip. Yeah, I just, you know we've said it before. I just think he is a, he is a class act. Oh, he's absolutely he's a, he's a quality quality player, isn't he? He is. I don't think he's as out of his form as people have suggested. I think he's playing in a side that's really struggling and yeah. was a bit of a fall guy for Wales because you know I love Justin Tipper. He's a really creative player, but at times he looks like the most creative player in the side. So you can see why the kind of clambering to get him in the side is there. Uh, I just think, yeah, I, I, I do think he's going to play a big part for Wales. Yeah, it'd be enormous. With us having issues at eight as well, you, you know, you, you, you try and look at some of the different combinations. Can you not involve Warburton? And every time you find yourself going back to, if Falatau isn't injured, by God, have we got to have uh, Warburton in that back row? Mm. Um, yeah, and, and he's, we, we, you know, he'll be probably enjoying some of the comments because some of them are laughable at the moment about how he's... Um, you know, he's coming to the. You know, he's coming to the end. He's not on form. Don't he's, think. They, I don't think any of them are true. No, it's nonsense. And 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 he'll be. He'll be. You know, be looking at those. He doesn't take anything to. He just goes straight over the top of his head, doesn't he? But he. Um, he's a quality operator, and um, yeah, I'm expecting big, big things from him. Player of the tournament. That's a that's a big shout indeed. Um, coming up a, a little bit later on in this um, in this podcast, we'll be having a look at some players from outside of Wales that we're. Uh, um, that we're going to be concentrating on a few players to fear and a few players we think we might be able to get the better of. But yeah, Warburton to be player of the tournament. I, yeah, I take. Well, that. that's just a, another point on. on we're talking about him, his form. We could argue that this is the best form that he's had coming into a tournament because <laughs> normally the, he's injured. Because normally he's injured. Yeah. 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 So uh, any run of games is uh, is big for him. And he, what is he on seven now? Seven a run of seven games. Yeah. I know. If Sam, Pe- if Sam peaks go. in that game against England. Yeah. In Cardiff, and he has one of his performances that we know he's capable of. All of this chat's forgotten. Oh yeah, big call. I like that. I like that a lot. Here's one for you. Got him. Now, um, I'm not sure how much you like a flutter, Dan, but as you know, I'm quite partial to a little dabble. Yeah. Now, rugby, you know, potentially not the biggest gambling sport in the world, but I think I spotted a bit of value here. Okay. Top try scorer, Tommy Seymour. Ooh. Twenty to one. That's a great shout. Now, I really like this uh, this Scottish yeah, backline. I like the look of uh, look at the look of him. Yeah, and he's uh, you know he's one of those players. He's sneaking under the radar a bit for me. If he was English, people would be he'd be getting a lot more a lot more coverage. If you've watched him play, he's, he's a really dangerous runner. He knows where the try line is, mm. and he's banging form. I think he's I think he's definitely a, a player to watch. And I think Scotland. You know, there's no point in them trying to play a conservative game with the personnel they've got. Their best players are in that back division. I think they've got some good for you know, so Johnny Gray's amazing forward. They've got some great players, but the real threats, the chance they've got yeah. of winning games, is scoring tries. And if they score tries, I'd expect Tommy Seymour to be in and amongst it. Yeah, I can see that. I think they'll go, they'll go all out attack, won't they? Mm. Um, that's a good show. How much uh, out of interest? How much would you put on him? Oh, it's a, something like that. It's a, it's a really hard market to go for, but I think that's worth, I think that's worth ten quid of anyone's money. Mm. I might follow you on that. Yeah, there we go. Well, yeah, usual health warnings apply. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's money only only bet what you can afford to lose. And as my dear mother uh, often says, you never see a poor bookie. Wise woman. Yeah, there we go. Right, your final one. This is our prediction number five. What are you going for here, Dan? Yeah, I'm going to switch over to um, to England. Oh, yeah. Um, I Am I going to like where this is going? I think um, Alex... Alex Ellers, I say. Alex, Alex Lodowski. Lodowski. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
he's going to arrive and make quite some impact if he's given a go. Um, I can see him, can see him, can see him having a run at fifteen. And, okay, um, he's he's a class act. So that's what your next your next bold prediction is is uh, Alex Lazowski to make the team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know how bold that actually is, but um, mm. he's um, he won't. He's not. He's not featuring at the moment, is he? So. What for England? Yeah. No, I mean he looks he looks the real deal. Covers mm. ten, fifteen. Yeah. Um, I think he's got I think he's got a lot to offer. I think if he makes it on the pitch, he'll 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 keep hold of he'll keep hold of the spot, and it could probably be in any position. He's that good. So yeah, he's up there. Okay. Final one. <laughs> um, this is probably not the the most exciting or optimistic one to finish on, but I'm going Wales to finish outside of the top half. Jeez. So Wales finish no higher than fourth. Me bringing an English person in, you saying that? Yeah, I know. But as you know, I start to, I start to get very apprehensive. I know you're getting worried now, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I'm. I'm going to say that's uh, silly. All right, well, silly, silly. Well, we'll see. I mean, we'll we'll come back to these uh, back to these predictions. We'll see how bold they were. Yeah. Uh, kind of as the tournament progresses, but um, yeah, I, there's a couple of them I uh, I like the look of. Sam Warburton winning player of the tournament, and if he does, I'm fairly certain my prediction of Wales finishing outside yeah. the top half will uh, will not come true. Um, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll come back to that as the uh, as the tournament progresses. And have a look at some players um, from the other nations now, who we kind of uh, expect to to cause us some trouble. Going to start with England, seeing as we were kind of mentioning them a fair amount. And I'm going to start uh, with kind of the player to fear, right? So okay, I'm, I'm yeah. going to name this one, yeah. who the player I fear the most within that side is. Um, you can probably guess this, because I've mentioned him a few times, but Marotoji. I yeah, just think you're going to see him. I just think, yeah, he's the. he looks like the absolute real deal. There's a lot of talk about him maybe playing in the back row, because they've got injury concerns there. But they've also got a few injury concerns in the, in the second row as well. I think George Cruz is out. But wherever he plays... There'd be a few people mentioning him playing a 10, I think, the way he's, <laughs> he's loved so much. Um, but there's, yeah, he's... I mean, like whatever, wherever you pick him, he causes a lot of trouble at the breakdown. He carries like a beast. He's an absolute freak of nature, athlete-wise. And at the line-out, he is an absolute steeplejack. Mm. So, yeah, for me, I think he's the real deal. And I'm, you know, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty terrified of him. Yeah, okay. I get, I get all your points. I'm going right. to say your player to target. Then who do you think? Who do you think we can kind of get the better of in the England side? Marrow. Same player. Yeah, same the player. The same player yeah. I've yeah. just said we're terrified of. Yeah. You reckon is the one we go after? I think we can target him. Um, I think if we uh, we can we, if we can sort of rough him up a bit legally and really really sort of get into him. So not um, only are you saying we can target him, but we target him physically as well. Yeah, physically. Okay. Really, really do you know? Really, really do a job on him. Who are the, who are the players we've got who can really get stuck into him? Then, Bobby Windsor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can we can we bring him back? I, I'll tell you what, he'd be up for it. I'm he's sure. over in, uh, isn't he in Parma? He's over in, uh, he's over in Mallorca or somewhere. Isn't oh, is he? he? I think so. Yeah, he's over there. He's got a place over there anyway. Bobby's bar. Bobby, if you're listening, <laughs> come on back over. Yeah, we've got just a job for you. God, he was a dirty player, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Damn um, right. No, no, I, I, I don't know. I just think we can. Um, he's a, he's undoubtedly a quality, quality player. But I think if we if we if we really go into him, get stuck in hard, mm. you know, hit him like you know, hit him like Goffey used to tackle. Yeah. Um, 
somebody like Jake Ball, you know, Jake Ball getting right into him, right into his face, and just sort of, you know, bring a bit of fear into, you know, I think we, I think in them coming to um, coming to Wales, we get a win out in Italy, yeah, and we've just got to go, we've got to be a bit nasty, um, but but make sure that it's all legit. It's a, diff- it's, a, it's, a, it's a difficult one, and three red cards are going to come to us now. For, yeah. You know, if, if we're going to go that way, but I just think we can we can dust them up a little bit, rough him up, and um, and then we'll see how see how he goes. Then I suppose yeah, the one thing that he's, you know, he's had something of an armchair ride in. Not to say that he hasn't impressed, because I've made my thoughts on him quite clear. But he's you know every time he's played for England, they've won. Yeah, I mean maybe you know people are probably trying to trying to you know put one on him, and and he's obviously. Riding it well, so maybe uh, uh, maybe he's just he's, he's that good that you you can't you can't get near the chap. But I would like to see you know would like to see us us having a having a pop at him. Okay, and then seeing uh, seeing how he goes. Well, we'll see. I think if we do if we do manage to get the better of him, I think then you know we'll we'll be in good nick in that game. What about uh, what about Ireland? Many people's favourite ahead of the tournament. I'm yeah, gonna, I'm going to ask you to to pick a player that you that you fear in that Irish side. Yeah, there's many, there's many players that I fear. Um, for me, Ireland, I'm, I'm tipping them to win. Okay. You know, to win the uh, win the tournament. But um, somebody that I really like the look of is is Ringrose, um, in the centre there. Um, I like uh, like pretty much everything about him, to be honest. He's very comfortable, isn't he? He looks very comfortable, yeah, on and off the ball. Um, and you know, he'd be somebody that we. Uh, we wouldn't mind having him in our setup right now, would we? Well, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think he's the kind of player that that Wales are kind of looking for. He looks the the kind of the complete attacking centre, mm. really. Yeah, he's got you know he's, he knows knows where the try line is, comfortable with ball in hand, and you know there's there's almost a touch of the a touch of the O'Driscolls mm. about him in the you know in the in the way he kind yeah. of sniffs out sniffs well, need, out the try line. They, they needed someone to replace him, didn't they? And you, you can never replace. That man, but um, he's 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 pretty close to it, isn't he? Yeah, I think. Well, I think particularly the, the kind of the young O'Driscoll, you know, he kind of reinvented himself as a as this kind of incredible weapon over the ball. I'm thinking more about in the early days. You know, he scored that hat trick mm. against uh, against France and the Lions tour in 01. That's that's kind of what he looks like to me. I think. Yeah, yeah I think uh, I think that's a really good shout. They got so many options, haven't they? At, uh, at centre, people play that can play a different a different style. Yeah, I suppose can... the, the polar opposite would be McCloskey. Yeah, at, yeah, yeah. Uh, at Ulster, who's just an absolute battery <laughs> ram. Yeah. but yeah. he's uh, he's a handful, isn't he? He is a handful. Yeah, they've got a few uh, a few players that can play a different role. So they're um, they're not a bad not a bad state today at the moment. No, they're not. But one area I think we can have a go at them, and this is yeah. another player in really good form. It's Connor Murray. Mm. So, what, what do you think of that? I think from what we saw in the European games the other week, where he was, he was having a moan because um, because Glasgow were, were targeting his his standing leg and really kind of get stuck into him, but certainly put him off his game. You know, if you're talking about roughing players up, yeah. I'd much rather. Uh, our forwards had a go at roughing up Conor Murray. I think there's a much bigger chance of success there than than there is Maratoji. Mm. But I don't think we see. I don't think we see enough en- enough of this now. Mm. You know, tar- actually, actually specifically targeting you know two or three players, um, and and literally pushing you know pushing the refs a little bit on something that isn't so hot at the moment, yeah. like a hot topic. You know, well, um, and it's perfectly legal. Yeah. So there's no reason why you can't do it, and mm. you know, it proved mighty effective. 
So I think if you're able to do that, you really disrupt what the Irish back line is capable of because he's been really good service-wise. He's always a threat around the fringes. His kicking game has been absolutely pivotal to to Ireland's success and to and to Munster. And you know that's something that he gets right more often than not. If you're able to disrupt that in some way, that's going to put more yeah. pressure on Sexton. And I think Sexton carries a lot of a lot of the burden of, of that Irish back line as well. So yeah, that that for me is definitely yeah, I like that. Is definitely one to go for. Yeah. All right, let's go. Let's go on to uh, let's go on to Scotland now. I'm going to ask you for a player to target this time. Player to target. Who can I, we get the better of? Yeah, I believe we can get the better of um, Finn Russell. He's he's a magician. We're not shy at going after players in form there, are we? We've gone for a Toji, a Conor Murray, and Finn yeah. Russell. Yeah, but it makes it more interesting, doesn't it? You know, and 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 possibly less obvious. Um, he's got some great skills, isn't he? Some great tricks, um, but he's also got a few weaknesses. Mm. Um, and he'll force things. He'll try. He'll try quite a lot. If they come off, he's it, it, he's golden. But um, yeah, I I think we can uh, we can do it. We, Particularly, sort of, you know, Wales. We can do a job on him if we're running down, uh, you know, running down his channel, and then and then going out wide. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's certainly the area of his game that you would go after. I suppose you know he's just one of those players that I think he adds so much more in attack than you lose from him in defence. That he's exactly the kind of fly half that that Scotland need in order to in order for that back line to flourish and mm. Tommy Seymour to win me 200 quid. Yeah, but he's huge He's huge on, like everyone, but he's big on, on confidence, isn't he? And he, when, he takes, when he takes an early knock and, he's, and, the, and, they, and the teams he's playing in are going backwards, which hasn't happened for a while, mm. he is a totally, totally different player. Looks distinctly average. Um, Ooh, yeah, I don't know. I think that's a bit harsh. I think, he's, I think he's matured brilliantly. It's helped that he's in a side, both club and country that is much improved so I think that's helped but I don't know I've always been a fan of him I, I've never looked at him and thought it's distinctly average right if I'm honest I'd have him over George Ford any day of the week well maybe maybe that's a bit harsh distinctly average actually I'm going I'm, yeah that's a bit a uh, bit harsh now. Um but when he when he's going backwards then mm. which is an obvious thing to say because you know everyone wants to be going forwards but he's he's not um he's not he's not the player he is so we've okay. just got to stop him from coming all right I think another player we've got to stop from coming, and this is the player I think we should fear. Not Tommy Seymour, as I mentioned. I think you know he's while well, he's a fine player, Stuart Hogg. Well, he's on. He's, he's unstoppable, isn't he? Really, it's, uh, yeah. What a what a player. Yeah, I think um, he's he's developed so well. He's and he's such a threat. Peculiar, isn't he? And, and he's he always goes well, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, he's bound to score. You know, a cracker of a try that'll be up there for. Yeah, there'll be some try 60, the There'll be some sixty-yard yeah. try where he's yeah. made a, a, a break past two and then just outgassed an entire back division. He's also got a bit of an edge to him as well. He could, you could quite easily see him being sent. You know, yeah. being sent off. Well, he, or yeah, he famously, he, famously was, wasn't he? He was, yeah, yeah. Um, but he's just, he's just, he's so great to watch. And when he opens up that yeah. pace, um, and he reads the game so well, um, he's been consistently good. For years and years and years, mm. um, and now he's and now he's playing with a team where there's a lot of good players around him. Yeah, he's, so, he's coming into his own. I think I think he's going to be if he goes as well in the tournament as I expect him to. I think you're going to be hard pushed to look past him mm. for Lions fullback. Yeah, when you consider how good he's been in a in a in a relatively poor Scotland mm. team for a long time. Now, the thing is as well, without trying to venture onto the Lions too much, 
uh, although our Lions embargo is officially lifted um, as of as of the first kick of Six Nations, <laughs> um, I just think he's he's you know if you're going to want if you're going to beat New Zealand, you're going to need to score tries and you're going to need to threaten them. They kick the ball away a lot because they're generally confident in in their chase and happy for you to have the ball deep. I think if you've got a player like him at fullback, that makes things a bit different. Yeah, you've got half a chance. Mm. So, uh, yeah, that's Scotland. Right, Italy, Wales' first opponents. Um, I mean, it's a difficult one, isn't it? I mean, I think they're improved. I think Conor O'Shea's going to make a big difference there. Are there any players you really fear in that team, though? Yeah, in Campinara, but he's on the uh, he's on he's on the bench, yeah. isn't he? Which is a which yeah, he's he's really kind of like after a bit of a slow start at Exeter, he's starting to look like the player we all thought he was, and you know he knows he knows how to score against Wales. He's he's done that in the past, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad he's on the bench. Yeah, I am I am as well. So because he's on the bench, I'll go with um, Canna. Okay, um, yeah, sort of. Yeah, I, I I've got a feeling he's gonna he's gonna go all right. Yeah, I mean they're much improved in that in that department, and Can has been a probably a pivotal a, a pivotal part in that. But it's somewhere they've you know since Dominguez has gone, and mm. he wasn't the most exciting of tens. It's somewhere they've they've struggled to find anyone. He's seen lots of players kind of come in and out of that side at ten. And if Canna can get a good string of games together and and start to start to make that position his own, I think they'll definitely benefit yeah. from that. They're, they're a funny one, Italy, don't they? Cause, uh, Everyone seems to be saying you know, they've improved. You know, that's the that's the stock line, isn't it? You know, mm. that a team you know on the app, they you know they got they got the win against South Africa, but yeah. everyone knows you know South Africa have been it's the poorest South Africa side on record. Yeah. Um, for me, Conor O'Shea will will he'll bring a he'll bring a he'll raise them in terms of their confidence. He's a big he's a big talker, isn't he? And you believe him when he when he speaks. Mm. Um, and he'll get them. He'll, they'll be a lot more organised and structured, and they'll bring. He'll up the passion. He'll really get them going. And that first game is going to be is going to be really tough for us. Um, yeah, I, I don't think you're going to see. I think it's going to be really difficult tough. for him because he doesn't have a huge amount of depth there, and there are certain key positions that they have struggled in for a while. I think what he will do is he'll make them hard to beat. And I don't think you're going to see too many sides. I might be wrong. I think you see too many sides putting 40, 50 points on them. Yeah, I, I, I think it'll be a lot of close games. Yeah, and you'll you'll get that extra that extra ten to fifteen percent out of all those players. Yeah. Um, I think he's already had a big effect on Paris, here, isn't he? Um, so we're gonna he's gonna he's gonna have a blinding tournament as he as he typically tends to do anyway. He does. Um, he's not my player. I'm going to target. By the way, I mean. Right. I'm, Conscious of the way we've picked three players in the team so far to target that are yeah, I don't three know, of the best in Europe. I don't know where you're going to go with this one. I'm going to go with a slightly um, less familiar name uh, to people potentially. In and your finest Italian accent, because yeah. I know you're not bad on accents and building uh, you up yet. Mm, I don't know about that. Um, I'm no Eddie Butler. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go for their um, for their flanker, which is Mata Maxime Mabanda. Oh. Pronunciation there. Which is, you know, Spot perhaps him. not the most Italian sounding name. Yeah. Um, he's a, he's, I believe he is a, 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 a native Italian, actually. But um, yeah, so this is a guy, I think generally their back row has been a quite a consistent one for a number of years. You've seen the likes yeah. of Zani and obviously Parise, Barbieri in there, you know, who are all gnarly, grisly, 
international standard players. I think it's going to be tough in this first season for um, for a couple of these these newcomers in there. He's going to put more pressure on Parise, but I think um, I think perhaps he's you know is is one area where um, if you've got the likes of Tipperick and Warburton in there, we've got that that element of experience. That's where I'd be. That's where I'd be looking to to get a bit of one-upmanship to do a job on them. Yeah, to do a job on them. Yeah, right. Second lap, France. Who are you going to be targeting that French team? Usual cliche applies. We don't know which French team's going to turn up. Yeah. Um, Bastereau, I'd like to go with. Okay. Um, because he's so one-dimensional. But I'm going to go with Lopez. Okay. Lopez at 10. I mean, Bastereau, again, is like, he's massively in form at the moment. People are saying he's back. You know, he's back to the Bastereau of old. He is, but I think we'd rather we, you you know what he's going to do. Hmm. He's very very predictable. Um, yes, he's difficult to he's difficult to stop. Yeah, but um, uh, we I think we'd rather face we'd rather face uh, you know face him than say you know a ring rose or somebody you know somebody like that some of the English boys in the centre. So um, I think we can target him, especially bringing in you mentioned it you know off off air bringing in um, you know Liam Williams taking targeting the inside shoulder. He's, yep. He can't turn on that on on he can't turn on a swivel. So. We could target him there, but I'll go with Lopez until they get their their nine and ten rights. They're going to be um, they're, they're going to be an average team. Yeah, you might you might well be right. I think the uh, the league that the players play in is a very physical. Um, what's the word? You know, physical and not perhaps the the quickest. So I think they've perhaps suffered from that, mm. and you know, it's not been the slick champagne Just rugby that, battle that you associate with the yeah. French. One player I, I do think um, is a player that if he gets his hands on the ball is Gail Fiku. Yeah, I think he's a I think he's a really classy operator. Nice rugby footballer. He is. I think with Fafana absent, that's kind of where I'd be looking to for threats in the outside channel. That said, it's really really hard because France has this habit of picking an entirely different backline every every game. But he's a player if he if he does play uh, by the time Wales. Playing my, you know, he would be one I would be watching out for, especially with, you know, the likes of with the likes of North not having their best um, time positionally in the autumn. Even Jamie Roberts positionally didn't look very, very comfortable, and defensively you've always relied on that in the Gatland era. So I would say a player like that is the kind of player that I don't like. You know, I don't like it when they've got time on the ball because mm. they look so kind of languid and. They're happy to have a have a pop and go around you, and then they're kind of unpredictable players. But you, you're probably quite right if they can't get the ball to these kind of these kind of lads because you've got to Lopez early. Then there's almost no uh, there's almost no threat. But, yeah, I mean, as we've said though, with with France, you never know. I mean, they're they're nine and ten. They could they could go exceptionally well, and the whole thing clicks. And and and, and France of old are, uh, are back, aren't they? But it, we say the France of old. It's it's. You know, it really you, you really do have to go back, don't you, to uh, to remember the good old times of France. Yeah, you do, and and the common yeah the common denominator there is kind of their half backs not not being you know they've had some good players there you know the likes of Yashvili and and stuff at nine and mm. uh, you know there was kind of a while where Tranduk and Boxis kind of were in and out of the side and you thought oh maybe one of these guys is going to do it it's going to step up but yeah, yeah. I think you've got to go back a fair amount before that. Yeah. To when they looked back, really going back ages, probably yeah, years, probably into years, the years. the 90s, yeah. where you had a settled side with you know kind of Galtier and, and those. Players. I can't even think who the ten would have yeah. been, like. but um, Castagnier, 
maybe I don't know. Uh, he played a bit of fullback as well, didn't he? But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I think you're exactly right. It all kind of hinges on their on their half backs for them. It'd be lovely. To, it'd be lovely to see him, wouldn't it? Fire again. Yeah. You know the glory days. Well, it would because they did yeah. add. They did. Add, they added so much, didn't they, to the tournament? I, I was... think it does detract from it. Yeah, definitely. That that France are, are weaker. You know, that's kind of as a neutral. But but that's what we want ultimately, don't we? we want mm. everyone to be firing, bar England. No, no. But yeah, <laughs> I want us to be good enough to beat a good England. That we, would be that would be genuinely amazing. We will we'll do a job on them in in, in Cardiff. Oh God, that when you put that in the the bold predictions. That's what you should have gone for. Other than this Alex Lazovsky coming in at fullback, <laughs> caper, saving your saving your biggest yeah. hits uh, for the end of the podcast. We should have a look at, uh, at Wales before we go on to to see kind of where we think the teams are going to end up. If you uh, were playing Wales, which player would you would you kind of go after? Who do you think the kind of the weakness in the side is? For me, George North. Okay, um, we're bound to pick him. I, I wouldn't, mm-hmm. but we're bound to You've been saying this for a while, haven't you? Um, and defensively, he's been poor for a number of years. Um, positionally, I think he's, uh, he's, he's he's been equally as poor. Um, and if I was if I was if I was uh, in the opposition, you know, management setup, I'd be uh, I'd be looking to expose him. Yeah. I really would. No, I completely get that. I think we kind of touched on it. When we were talking about France, and you know, North has has really struggled and doesn't look the same player. But you know, a good tournament last year, maybe you can kind of pull that out of the yeah, back end. Yeah, but yeah, I, I guess but... yeah, I completely get that if you were in that position, yeah, I, wouldn't, I probably wouldn't pick him either. Actually, I just think there's some good informed players that we should be looking at now. Mm. And yeah, he's you know when he's not playing his best, he does look vulnerable. Mm. Uh, and the other thing I'd add to that is the line out is potentially a bit of a yeah. It's potentially a bit of a problem with charts being injured and yeah, I got yeah I got concerns over concerns of the line. We just got to win that ball, haven't we? Yeah. Um, and obviously Jake Ball coming in, he's gonna he's in form, isn't he? He's gonna give absolutely everything. Yeah. But um, yeah, Charters is just so crucial to us, isn't he? On that on that line out, that, is, that yeah. is a big big concern. Yeah, it's another reason I think we'll see a lot of Warburton in this tournament. Yeah. Is because Charis hasn't had much rugby. Yeah. And especially if Falatau's kind of being nursed through it, I think you need a a good solid option. In so the we, back said, row. we said we said we said you know Falatau, if there's question marks there, we th- we th- we then start looking Warburton. We've now mentioned Charteris. Yeah. Question mark, you know, who do we look to? We look to Orbiter. So he's just so important, isn't he? You, you keep on, you keep on spidering back to him. Um, it's isn't mm. it? He's he's some player. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. He's not the player I think that, that teams should fear though necessarily. Uh, I'm not going for for Matthew Morgan here, even though I'm the founding member of the Matthew Morgan fan club. <laughs> um, but a player I think can cause a lot of trouble, a lot of trouble from um, from 15 or on the wing. Liam Williams. Yes. Yeah. No side is uh, no side is going to want to see Liam Williams with a bit of broken play in front of them, and I think they've you know any side that plays Wales is going to have to try and nullify Liam Williams. Yeah, can't wait to see Liam. Yeah, I mean yeah. He's, he's the one player who always plays what's in front of him. He, he seems to have a proper old-fashioned instinctive knowledge of when to go, when to give, when to kick, when to up and under. When taken into contact, he just run. He runs good lines. He's a great finisher, and he's got you know he's got so much heart and guts that sides will fear him. I think, and we'll, we'll have to. So he's got it all. 
Yeah, I would. Yeah. I, I think, you know, it's kind of... When we've had years of very big outside backs, I think it's great to see someone who's, you know... I mean, I know he's probably ripped to shreds when you meet him in real life, but, you know, he doesn't... He's not the big, physical, imposing figure that North and Cuthbert and Roberts are. He's a guy who gets by on his, his guile and skill, and I think that's exactly what Wales need, you know, and they need more players like that. And his, his sheer determination, I mean, he is... He is a good few stone lighter, isn't he? But he plays as if he's he's on a par with with those boys. Yeah. He makes more yards. If he runs into someone, he, he invariably knocks them yeah. knocks them back. That's just from playing with absolutely everything he's yeah. got, wouldn't he? And if all the boys played with with everything they've got, we'd be, um, you know, I'm not gonna say we'd be unstoppable, but it's just impressive, isn't it? The way how 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 difficult he is to stop. Well, and as we as we said, you know, Saracens can have their pick of players in the world right and they've gone after him although they've already got Alex Goode and your mate Alex yeah. Lazowski who Alex you think Dale. is going to start for the uh, start for the Lions now um, no 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 <laughs> <laughs> they've got all the money in the world and they've gone after Liam Williams and I think that's with good reason so uh, so he's yeah. definitely the player I'm going for would you um, would you play him fullback or wing oh undoubtedly fullback yeah. and I, you know I've liked Halfpenny at fullback over the years I don't think he's a bad fullback I just think now that if you're trying to play a game um, that's more expansive and exciting you need Liam Williams in a position where he can influence the game the most and I think that is fullback. I think he's most trusted you know he's you would trust him under the high ball all day long he'd trust himself under the high ball as well if you've oh, ever yeah. if you ever hear him talk about it you know I, like, I do think he's got the lot and I think 15 is, is the position where he's best but he is very comfortable on the wing I just think if you know, I think there's room for both him and Halfpenny in the in the same side because I think Halfpenny is comfortable on the wing. Where do you think Howley will play him? Uh, other way around. He sees Halfpenny as a fullback and Liam Williams as a winger. There's not many. There's not many people that agree with him, is there? There's not many people who agree with him on a lot of things. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I'd have him at 15 as well. Yeah, I, I really would. I just but, think, yeah. Um, I know he. The, the, his logic seems to be that he, he has he'll have more more time on the ball or more. Yeah. More action with the I ball. Do, you don't need to try and yeah, you don't need to try and protect Liam Williams, you know, by giving him more time. You know, it's you'll have plenty of time at fullback. I think he means sorry, more more time, more um, more touches then. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, I, I just think he's, he's got to be fifteen. But anyway, I really hope uh, he proves uh, Rob proves us wrong. Well, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see with that. I'm going to finish then with another another set of predictions. So just by getting your thoughts, Dan, on uh, on what you think the uh, the final table is going to be like. Mm. Mentioned kind of Ireland and, and England being the, the front runners. Who do you think is going to win the Six Nations? Ireland for me. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Who, you, who have you got? I've gone Ireland as well. Yeah. I, I think they really have... Something I've feared for a long time is that they they are going to be the real deal and that, that win in Chicago followed up with a good autumn series... Uh, you know some other good wins in there. Club sides are in really good form. Great set of players who I think have moved on to the next level. I, I think you know they're genuinely a, a real class outfit now. And with England at home on the last day, I don't think it's going to be plain sailing for. I think there'll be some tough games in yeah. there because people know that they have to play their best to beat Ireland. But I think it will come down to that final game, and I think Ireland will edge it. Yeah, I can see that. They've got some good good strength and depth as well, haven't they, with players um, 
you know, a couple of couple of the older heads now um, yeah. that are quality. There's a there's a, there's a good number of youngsters. Good few South Africans in there. Well, yeah, yeah, there is. Um, but there's a good few pushing pushing on. So those boys have got to, you know, there's no, there's not probably not going to be too many chances for them now. And with Lions and everything else, I think Ireland will uh, will be right up there. All right. Um, I, as I've said, I think I think they'll pip England to the post. I think England will come second. What about you? No, nope, I don't think England will come second. Go on. Wales. Okay. Second. Mm. Optimistic. Maybe, maybe. But I've got a sneaky feeling that uh, we're going to surprise a good number of people this tournament. Okay. Okay. Fine. All right, we'll see. Um, talking of surprises, I think Scotland will come third. You've got Scotland the third? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I've, I've, I've gone for England in that third spot. Yeah. Um, but then... Scotland a fourth. Um, yeah, England. Uh, England are gonna they're gonna go well, aren't they? Um, but I I I think they've got a couple of losses in them. Mm. Um, and I've said it before. I think we can we can in particular can target their uh, their back row. Yeah, you you might well be right. And I think the injuries certainly don't help that any side that loses, you know, that loses some of the the players that they've uh, that they've lost in there. Are going to uh, you know particularly kind of Billy Vanapola in the back row? Yeah, they got a couple of key. They got a couple of big injuries, haven't they? But I don't really. They've got so many. They've got so many decent players that mm-hmm. when they, you know, when they start harping on about um, you know the amount of injuries they've got, you know, try they should try being in some of the other nations. You know. Yeah, my heart doesn't bleed for him. I can tell you that much. I think France are going to come fourth. I think we're going to see some a little bit of a resurgence mm-hmm. from them. And, okay. And what that means is, I think Wales are going to come fifth. Oof. Oh yeah, you know, I'm doom mongering again. Hope I'm wrong. Always, I really hope uh, always wrong, yeah. hope I'm wrong. But I just wonder whether, you know, I think we're due a loss against Scotland and France away. Yeah. We seem to have had the number on them for a little while. <laughs> a lot of the things you're saying make make sense. I just, but you I, know what I mean. I just think if, yeah. if there's a time that we're going to get done over, it's in this kind of interim, this interim period. I just don't think we can be as poor as we, as we were in the in in the autumn internationals. I we we. You know, we were that bad mm. that um, I can't see us. I can't see that happening again. And for that, that's why I think we're gonna we're gonna go fairly well. All right. So who's going fifth for you? Fifth for me is Italy. Okay. All right. Wooden spoon for France then. France, yeah. Why? Hmm. It's an unusual. Uh, it's an unusual lineup we've gone for there, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. I I think I I think as much as I've said, Italy are kind of making the right progress. I still think they'll finish bottom of there. Um, bottom of the table. Yeah, the reason why I've just gone for it, I don't think they've uh, they've massively improved. Um, I just think that Conor O'Shea and uh, and Ventnor and um, it's cat as well, isn't it? This, uh, yeah, my cat as well. That with those with those three with those three chaps there, they're gonna they're gonna be they're gonna be really difficult to everyone's gonna to struggle to beat them. There's not gonna be any massive, massive high score. Yeah, no, I I would agree with that. Games against them, they'll be well organised, drilled, up for every single game. Um you'll really you'll really get a, get the most out of them. And so I just think they'll 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 they won't they won't have that wooden spoon this year. Okay. Um right, well we'll find out soon enough. Just before we uh, just before we go though Last season was the first season this happened, but the coverage is kind of split between BBC and ITV. What's your kind of what's your preference on this? Where, where do you prefer watching the games? I prefer to watch the games on the BBC. Do you? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a bit of a traditionalist, but um, I'll always find myself uh, find myself on the BBC. 
Well, I mean, it depends where the game's been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to well, not watch, watch a different it. show. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, Wales, Wales are playing no. on ITV One, but you know, you're quite happy watching repeat of Homes Under the Hammer. Co- country file. <laughs> yeah. Never been a big fan of rugby anyway. Yeah, um, yeah oh, I, might, I might find that if things go as badly as I'm <laughs> as I'm predicting. I, uh, I'm, I'm actually, I think ITV have done a, a damn good job on this. Yeah, I, yeah, I think their punditry is much more. You've got another agenda, more, though, haven't you? Yeah. What's that? I don't know. No, no, not at all. I, I just think. Anything with John Inverdale is an automatic switch off. The man's the most pompous dick in sport. Uh, I absolutely cannot stand him. It's only worth tuning in to see what ridiculous scarves he's wearing. And if you haven't seen that, I'm going to tweet out later the picture of this god-awful scarf he wore about two years ago. And that that is a big factor for me. Yeah, I'm not going to go against that. Like, you know, oh, the Butler's sounding pretty tired as a commentator. I think... Um, you know, Jiffy's driving me mad at the moment. I don't know if you saw Scrum 5 this week. Yeah, I But did. he had the audacity to refer to Sam Warburton as what's his name. It's like either he's having a pop at him yeah. or he doesn't know enough about rugby that the most capped, the most capped <laughs> player is captain. And the player who's been, you know, making all the, the headlines along with Alan and Jones for the last two weeks, he's forgotten his name. Yeah, it's you a know? strange thing for him to come out with, isn't it? Yeah, so it was. So, and for that reason, I just think ITV... Had, had, Genuinely trying to make a really good job of their sports offering, and you know they've got some they've got some good quality pundits on there. I mm-hmm. think they've done a yeah. I think they're doing a you know a fairly decent um, a fairly decent job of it. Okay, yeah. Well, we'll have a yeah. I'll see if my uh, if I've changed at all after uh, after the tournament. Yeah, have a little look and um, and let us know what you think as well. As always, uh, BBC or ITV. BBC or ITV. Yeah, let us know on Twitter at attacking scrum. Uh, we'll put up a little poll on Facebook, uh, which is facebook.com forward slash attacking scrum, or just search attacking scrum, uh, and you'll be able to find us easy enough. Uh, and as always, if you can leave us a review on iTunes, um, that would be absolutely awesome. As we always say, it makes a, it makes a big difference to us, and our listener figures um, have been the best they have ever been, and it's growing really, really nicely. And that is thanks to you guys for, for tuning in and downloading. So, um, yeah, if you can do us that uh, that small thing of, of leaving us a review, it means we're uh, we're an even better Nick. So coming up, uh, we're gonna have a looking chatting more Six Nations and just generally the week's uh, the week's news uh, when we do heads up in just a minute. Tons of fire Podcast Network.